Two fat ladies, 88. <laughs> Welcome to episode 88 of Paper Tuesdays. Mark, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming, Michael. You're more than welcome anytime. <laughs> I'm here to tell you back about uh, fashion. Right. So, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, let's go all out. Okay, go on. What, talk about my... I remember we went to a school trip in Berlin and oh. I wore the same clothes two or three days in a row and you actually told me, Michael, you've worn that t-shirt three days in a row. Now. <laughs> and that was my take on fashion. You know, here's a t-shirt I like. It's an uncle. We're not going to think about hygiene or anything. I, I'm really paying a good idea of my hygiene centers lately what, with the beer gear bag and the... Oh, yeah, and the buns, yeah. and now with this incident. So anyway, now I'm here to talk to you, Mark, and Paper Chooses about fashion. Yes. So this top oh. half of me today yep. comes from Golden Vintage. Shout out oh, Golden Vintage. Class. And um, I bought this t-shirt because it made me smile when I got it, Mark, because oh. it's about our favourite country. USA! America. USA! <laughs> the greatest fucking country on earth. <laughs> Uh, I had to buy it. Well, isn't it a great to uh, golden vintage? Highly recommend it. And the jacket it. from Golden Vintage. Yeah, too. I like that. A yeah. bomber jacket. A bomber jacket. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen the Brooklyn Nine Nine episode? Um, yeah. See, I, I the jacket appealed to me, but it's still totally not in character with what Michael Dwyer is used <laughs> to wearing. And uh, you know Boyle in Brooklyn Nine. Mm, no, yes, you do know. Yeah. Well, Boyle goes to this party and he wears a jacket and the jacket gives him superpowers and he's like this hard man and all and then when he loses the jacket he loses the powers <laughs> so I started I picked up the jacket this morning and I thought Jesus I am bile so <laughs> the power of the jacket <laughs> and shout out to Golden Vintage follow him on Instagram yes check out their deals they have a nice pair of Nike shoes I see in there yeah Yesterday, very nice. going all over the place, yeah. Branching out. What are they now? Zoom, Nike, are they? Or Zoom, Nikes, yeah, or something, I don't know. All I'm, right. not, I'm not a shoe guy. You are, but you're Aardmark. I know you're not bragging them today, but at the same time... Where my castle on tops, by the way? <laughs> but at the same time, you wore... You, I think it'll go down in reading in the years. They'll talk about your red shoes and my your red shoes. paper shoes. Yes, I have tried wearing them in public since, and it doesn't go down quite as well. They are stage shoes. Oh, right. Well, no, they're not sold as stage shoes, but you can't wear yeah. those. They don't go with anything. I've tried yeah, wearing them. But Mark, you're saying this and yet you turned up in court on pier in the most... <laughs> you, I, Other people would have thought you were living in River Chapel. <laughs> not Castletown. Uh, what what colour was it? Luminous? Luminous green trousers, luminous yellow top. Right. Or hoodie even. Yeah, I, I knew I looked ridiculous, but I did it anyway. What's I've that? worn that outfit to work. The, the same, have you? The same matching, or matching, matching pair. <laughs> I'd say it puts people in a good mood though when they see <laughs> Look at this like idiot. going in and seeing the hype man in the high biz or something. Yeah, yeah. makes other people feel good about themselves. I'd say. <laughs> I'm going to have to get that quote, I don't know, put on your headstone or something. What did you say? You said something there. You'll be able to rewind it anyway. What was, you said, I knew it looked ridiculous, but I did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that, that's you. That, that is me. It's so, yeah, it probably sums me up, I'd say. Yeah. We're here to talk about sleep. Yes, we are here to talk about sleep. Yeah. Before we get into any details, mm -hmm. Ratan, I have a show and tell. Oh, good. So I was talking to you about this in a gym the other day. Yeah. This is magnesium L3 in it. So magnesium is sort of marketed for sleep and to tell you, like I'm sure a lot of people have heard to, to take magnesium before sleep. But what some people are taking before sleep is laxatives. 
Mm. So there's different branches of magnesium and the ones I've tried going around to different shops and like Tesco pets and they're selling magnesium, but what they're not selling this one, which is specifically for sleep there. They have the, and like they don't advertise them as being the slip for sleep. Mm. There's, there is magnesiums that are good for like muscle cramps, but there's another one that's a laxative. And uh, I was, I found this out the hard way. Oh wow. Uh, okay. I was looking for magnesium one night and uh, I ran out. I didn't know about the L3 and a while ago and I asked my mom if she had any magnesium and she did and I took it and I woke up to shite about an hour later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. Right. So, so that's very important there. Yeah. And this magnesium, isn't, you, you kind of need to look online. That's fascinating. It's iPerk brand. Yeah. So. Magnesium L3 and eight. So I can look it up. I think there is, the most common are magnesium uh, biglycinate. Different. And actually, speaking of which, the Andrew Huberman, who we are big fans of, um, he has just done a, a list of 12 things, 12 recommendations to do with sleep, and yeah. they're all science-based. I'm sure we can right. go through them, actually. Yeah. So the different types of magnesium are magnesium citrate, uh, magnesium oxide, chloride, glycinate, malate, taurate, sulfate, orotate, lactate, and theronic acid so that'd be the theronic acid right that's the one for sleep i think the citrate is the laxative mm. and biglycinate is for muscle cramps right okay and they say when like you're craving chocolate it's actually uh, a lack of magnesium wow so and i have noticed this that if i take magnesium like biglycinate i don't crave chocolate as much that's incredible yeah it's good to know yeah Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. Do you want to go through uh, Andrew Huberman's? Yeah, is that stuff? the only part of your sleep? Oh, sorry, am I sleep? Sorry. My show and tell. Show and tell, yes, please. Yeah. yeah. So, this is another thing I got two days ago mm. from discountsupplements.ie. You follow yeah. them on Instagram, they're in they're, glory. Sorry, Mark. Sup yeah. Supplements Direct. Supplements, <laughs> supplements Direct, not Discount Supplements. <laughs> I don't buy it from them. <laughs> SupplementsDirect.ie, who aren't paying for this, shout out. <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're very good. Like next day delivery, they're fantastic. Like your man has actually come out here on his own after work to deliver me supplements, which is outstanding and like no extra cost. But so what this is, this has a lot of ingredients that were recommended by Andrew Huberman, which is why I right. bought it. So the ingredients in this, this is called Supreme Sleep by Contec or Conte. I don't know, is that H or a K at the end of that? Conte. Conte, yeah. yeah. So there's B6, vitamin B6, uh, which is used for all of these are for sleep, by the way. So there's zinc, citrate, lemon balm extract, L-tyrosine, alpha GPC, which was definitely recommended by Andrew Huberman. That was actually the main reason I bought this. Ashwagandha, uh, magnesium biglycinate, just right. here. Uh, chamomile flower, oh. L-theanine, which is in green tea, oh. which actually isn't a stimulant on its own. Oh. It's the caffeine mixed with L-theanine that gives you that calm but up feeling of green tea. So L-theanine is the relaxing agent. The caffeine is a stimulating agent, which is why you get like a nice kind of buzz off green tea. So that's L-theanine, 5-HTP, which is for serotonin. It increases your serotonin levels. You don't want to take too much because then you get serotonin syndrome. It actually has a reverse effect on serotonin. So if you take too much 5-HTP, it can actually cause depression. So you need right. to get the, the, the dose right. Yeah. And then bioperine, I'm not really sure what that is. But 5-HTP uh, is used for people who... Um, I think they use it in hospitals for people who uh, have taken too much ecstasy or cocaine because it uh, has the opposite effect of, because what those drugs do, do, I think, is they increase dopamine levels too high. So this brings the serotonin up and kind of balances them out. 
Fascinating. Yeah, so that's that. I've used it two nights in a row. The first night I was on my phone late and I was working late, so I was still buzzed, so I didn't get much from it. But last night I took it and it sort of did help me fall asleep. So I would recommend that. And I definitely recommend uh, magnesium L3 and 8 for sleep because yeah. I've been taking that for a while and it definitely helps me fall asleep faster and stay asleep. Good to know, Mark. That's great. Um, we now have a bit of both because mm. I, I don't have, I would like to invest in some of these, but I oh, swear yes. by this. This is my eye mask. It's a pair um, of knickers. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did a bit of research into getting this eye mask. Oh. Um, and I think it was actually Tim Ferriss who uh, recommended it. It's uh, Alaska Bear and you can get them on Amazon, I think. Right. And you can put it on yourself, Mark, but like mm. it totally blocks out everything. Mm. And uh, I, I have to bring it everywhere with me. <laughs> <laughs> Driving, everything. <laughs> yeah, it smells nice too. <laughs> There's a lavender smell off it, is there? Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. I always put a few drops of lavender on my yeah. pillow, so now it's got ah, that from that. Yes, yes, yes. I have a spray thing as well for lavender. Right. But uh, if I put too much on, it gets in my mouth and makes me feel sick. Oh, dear. But no, that's very good because I have one and it doesn't go properly on my cheeks. So if I turn a certain way with my head, it lifts the eye mask up and yeah. it gets in. Because my blind is broken in my bedroom at the minute by someone who shall not be named. I wonder. Who doesn't like the blackout blinds they like to be woken up by the sun naturally oh but uh, no she didn't break it on purpose yeah but, but she do. does prefer being yeah yeah she prefers that whereas I prefer darkness totally until I wake up the same yeah 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 different strokes mm. for different folks absolutely absolutely um I was yeah I'll get to the Andrew Huberman but I had a few things oh yeah I also do tape um you do you still do tape tape out no I don't See, I yeah, I do it, but some nights it gets quite irritating. Yeah, it's a bit gross, isn't it? Like, or when you wake up and it's kind of wet. I'm, I, I'm all can... for that. I'm fine with that. It's more when I can't... Uh, but yes, that that is true. But it's more for the fact that, like, uh, after an hour of it on, you know, I can't talk and I can't go to sleep <laughs> and it's just so annoying that yeah. you just want to rip it off. So you, sometimes I do. But anyway, um, yeah, there was something else. Oh, yeah. Matt, you recommended to me ages ago, but mm. I only got around to listening to Joe Rogan's podcast with Matthew Walker. Yeah. And uh, gosh, it's incredible, isn't it's it? It's an eye-opener, isn't it? It's a bit scary. When you have someone like that, a neuroscientist, sitting down saying, no, less than seven hours is just bad for you, full stop. Yeah. And as bad for you as, like, in terms of what we think today, like, that cigarettes are bad for you. You know, it is, it is not good in what's, you know. Mm. Yeah. It's just, uh, I... Always thought, oh, six hours is fine or whatever, but it's not. It's not, no. And you definitely notice a difference. And it's like, it seems to be coming more mainstream, the importance of sleep since that podcast really. Like that was last year, was it? Yeah. And like, you see more sleep supplements, sleep help, sleep like podcasts. It's just that everyone seems to be getting on this sleep bandwagon. And it definitely works. Like if you get eight hours of sleep and you get, or you get six, you definitely have a different day. Mm. In, in comparison, like you're you're the same as me. Like you wouldn't, uh, you'd very rarely get eight hours. Like you'd be up. Like I used to always think between. I always get between six and seven. And the mo closer I get to seven, the better I feel. If I get six, I'm like cranky. I'm emotional. I'm tired. I don't want to do things. My motivation is low. Whereas if you get eight hours of sleep, you just have more energy. I think you're more. Even you're in a better mood. But then again you can sleep too much as well. Like I'm sure, like, it, it, and the thing that came up from that Matthew Walker podcast was you can't backload sleep. Yeah. 
and that's a common thing i think that everyone thinks oh sure i get i sleep six five five and a half six hours during the week and then i lie in till 10 on a saturday and sunday <clears throat> it doesn't work like that no unfortunately unfortunately it doesn't like it'd be great if it did yeah but it doesn't i actually have a, a link there with the notes from that podcast if you want to go through some of the, the points in it yeah yeah right so uh, he actually has a good book it's from he was endorsing his book wasn't he that's right he yeah, that. yeah. Uh, what, do you know yeah. what the name of that book was um no, why not. we sleep or something was it? Yeah, it was something. It was a good title. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come up there. He's so this guy is a professor of neuroscience and psychology at the University of California, Berkeley, and founder and director of uh, for the Center for Human Sleep Science. So, the first point here was why do humans sleep better at home than in a hotel? That's for threat detection. So you're actually only mm. half asleep when you don't sleep in your own bed. Would you agree with that, or do you understand that? I slept so soundly in some hotels. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they maybe they have ways of counteracting this, but I definitely have like got good night sleeps in hotels mm. the last few times I've stayed in them. Mm. Uh, why not drinking alcohol or sleeping in a weekends cause your brain to dream more? So alcohol and marijuana block your dream sleep, your REM sleep, where you are most rested and your body can dream. Once you go sober, the body then tries to catch up on all the good sleep that it had missed. Same happens when you sleep in more on the weekends. The body uses extra sleep time to go deeper, thus you experience more dreams. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, do you hear about that DTs? What's it called? Something tremors? Yeah. Yeah. I found that gas because they discussed it on the pod, and yet, like, we've grown up listening to Christy Moore's Delirium Truth. Do you not know that song? No. And, and they dreamt up on the surfboard after 20 pints of stout. You know Christy Moore's song? Yeah. No, this I is the heard. one with, like, and Frank Patterson. Ah, we have to play yeah, it, man. Yeah, play um, Well, you'll know it when you hear it anyway. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is literally called uh, DTs. Mm. Delirium tremors or something? Tremens, yeah. Yeah. It's all very well when you're stuck in Paddy Kennedy's pub and Pecan listening to the jukebox and you're sculling pints, but you wake up the next morning, head first down in a sleeping bag, and they don't know where you are, bitches. And you're trying to get the zip open with your toes, huh? And you'd be saying him and his poetry. Oh. And then you might even say, you might go, Oh, oh Jesus, never again. Oh. Do you remember? No, I've never heard it. You've never heard of this? No, song? I've only Wow, heard it. well, I think the science is caught up with Christy here. He's basically oh. describing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, like, obviously, anyone that has this to do it knows that and loves it, but anyone that hasn't, do listen to it. Like, it's a class song and it's a very, it's a, it, it, like it, it describes things that like were ludicrous back in the nineties. Like it, 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 oh yeah, he was picking the team for the football match with Jack Charlton. So it's mm. all these vivid dreams, and then he discovered that he can't get out of the sleeping bag. You know, so it's it's kind of painting what this science of a delirium tremor is. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. And I, yeah, I've never experienced it. No, no, you'd have to be a heavy drinker, I imagine. Yeah. So can we just cover that matter? Because I don't think. Uh, what yeah. so what is the DT again? Sorry. What happens to your brain when you hallucinate? Uh, 
Uh, when you when you hallucinate, most parts of your brain become extra active, 30% more active than when you're awake. For example, visual, motor, and emotional memory centers, they all increase in activity. Meanwhile, prefrontal cortex, the CEO of the brain, so to speak, good, rational, logical thinking part, it gets shut, shut off. That's why you see things, why you have motor kinesthetic activity, or why things feel so emotional, but also why things seem illogical and rational. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so it's your, what I remember from uh, what Matthew Walker was saying is that it's your brain catching up on REM sleep while you're awake, which is terrifying. And it's like this intense burst of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I obviously, because most of that is associated with drug use and alcohol, I haven't uh, been fortunate enough to experience a DT, <laughs> but I had the most potent dream mm. last week. Right. As in, I woke up and I, I had to... I was recovering like for a minute or so like yeah. um, and it was that my father had cheated on my mother and I looked up and there was there's a whole lot of fraud on this anyway yeah. but it's nothing to worry about apparently good news for Podge <laughs> that uh, it actually shows that the person involved in it is not is not having it yeah. <laughs> but is is actually defi- they're fine like it's yeah. it, but there's a whole lot of other patterns of Psychoanalysis that Fry brings into it. Yeah. And very interesting. I've woke up screaming a few times in the past year. Wow. Like, I'm going, ah, 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 and I wake up while I'm screaming. Uh, I can't remember what the dreams were about. Once, one of them was, I think I talked about it on the podcast, a tiger bit my arm. We had pet tigers. Oh. I wouldn't let go. <laughs> I don't know what Freud has to say about that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, what is the function of dreaming? One theory is that dreaming is just a byproduct of REM sleep in the same way that heat is a byproduct of light produced by a light bulb. But yeah, uh, they covered that in the podcast. It's like that, it's just a natural effect of it. But like, they, they, what I liked about it because I would subscribe to this belief as well is that like, well, if that's the case, sure, we may as well. Like, it's it just it isn't sufficient in mm. explaining that. Like, no, no, there's a whole lot more going on that science can't explain with dreams. I think. Yeah, yeah. There's a a discrepancy between science and the ephemeral. They don't really account for it at all, do they? Like, no. But I think that's the mystery, if we like. Yeah. Yes. And there's no way, really, you can measure dreams. So it, science can't account for it. Yeah. I think. So why should men get more sleep? Men, sh- men who sleep <clears throat> five to six hours a night will have a level of testosterone, which is that of someone 10 years their senior. So elective sleep will age you by a decade in terms of wellness, muscle strength, and sexual performance. Get your sleep lads. Mm. Trying to get them boners. Uh, so what happens to your body during dream sleep? Rapid eye movement or REM sleep is when your body dreams the most. In this stage of sleep, your cardiovascular system seems to go through periods of dramatic acceleration and dramatic deceleration very unpredictably. During REM sleep, <clears throat> your brain also paralyzes your body so that your mind can dream safely without worrying about your body doing something that would hurt you. Fascinating. <clears throat> I have uh, experienced sleep paralysis before once. Really? Yeah. It, so this is kind of what they're talking about. Your body, mm. your brain paralyzes your body. But what sleep paralysis is, is when your mind wakes up before your body. <clears throat> Happened to me once when I was about 16. And um, my mom called me to get up. And I was lying in bed. I was awake. I was looking at the ceiling. And I couldn't move my body. I thought I was paralyzed. <clears throat> so um, I was like, I can't get up. It's like, why? Well, get up. And then... <laughs> 
I was like, I can't. And she came down anyway and pulled me out of bed. And once my body hit the floor, my body woke up and wow. it was fine. But it was terrifying. I thought I was literally paralyzed. I woke up and I couldn't move. But uh, I've heard other people talking about it. I've looked into it. And apparently people see a figure at the end of their bed, a demonic figure. And it's a common thing with sleep paralysis that they see the same figure. I think I might have talked this on the podcast before. I don't think so. No. But if you look up, I guess Shane to post a photo of this on the video, mm. but if you look up sleep paralysis demon, sleep paralysis demon, and you go into the images, you can scroll through it there, but they all look similar. So you can kind of scroll through, there's some nonsense, but if you, you kind of get the gist of what it looks like. Yeah. And they all see the same kind of figure with sleep paralysis, Shame, which man. is terrifying. So again, is that something scientific or something ephemeral? Yeah. And this is like the some sort of demonic presence. It's mad. No, I didn't this see is... that. Sorry? I didn't see that when I got sleep paralysis. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is kind of linked to what I, I did a little just look at nightmares. Mm. And even the word nightmare... Like, um, the ger it's meant to come from the German Nachtmar, mm. and it's meant to be a knight, like a horse. Like, um, it's uh, and this idea that nightmares are the form of a malevolent female horse, mare trampled. Um, yeah, it's in Scandinavian translation, is mare trampled. So, mm. this idea that and the, or mare ride. So, this idea that we're coming that that this figure is doing it onto us mm. rather than us you know yeah it was projecting we're being visited by something yeah, yeah 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 that was that's very interesting the fact that you know it's just another example of how our humanity is common across the world like you know that this is a common experience in scandinavia france and here in ireland you know yeah but we all have different explanations for it yeah and how do we know that we're right even in that pod they have a great one where there's something with oh yeah you know when you have a problem you say mm. sleep on it what the French say, sleep with it. Sleep with it, I like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Classic. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sleep is the greatest legal performance enhancing drug in sports. For example, you can get a 20 to 30% better overnight by just getting enough sleep after practice. Meanwhile, getting six hours of sleep or less will <clears throat> make, you, you're physically, make you physically exhausted up to 30% faster. Without good sleep, your lactic acid builds up quicker and your, the ability of your lungs to expire carbon dioxide and inhale oxygen decreases too. So this is true as well. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're not going to perform well in sports. You have to see it in even personal training. Like what you, I'd say, or actually, yeah, you see, you see it with personal training, do you? Yeah. I know when you don't get enough sleep. Yeah. You're in there. It's I've mad, said it to you before, it's like, did you sleep well last night? No, yeah. because you're not, you're not as engaged with it. Do you know? Like a workout, workouts, <clears throat> they're, they're, they're hard and they suffer, but they should feel good too, you know, to get into your body and out of your mind. But people that haven't got enough sleep are still like groggy, kind of can cranky. It's like, oh, let's just get through this and get it done. Mm. And you can sort of, you can tell that, especially in morning PT, like people like yeah. early in the morning that haven't really woke up yet. But uh, I think we discussed it before as well, how when I was with that county team last year um, and they do the jump on the mat. Yeah. And by your jump being lower, then yesterday it could be that there was an injury a few days ago but it could be that they haven't eaten or it could be that they haven't slept well before haven't slept you know yeah. it's amazing from a simple indicator yeah so how much sleep should you get for optimal performance anything below seven hours of sleep shows an objective drop in the performance of your body you should get between seven to nine hours every night hmm. uh, what are the top three things then for getting better quality sleep 
One, regularity, regularity is the most important. Go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. Two, keep your house dark. Start turning lights off early so that you're not artificially forcing your body to stay awake. Three, keep your house cool, but do keep your hands and feet warm while in bed. Which is kind of strange. I sleep with one arm over the covers. Oh, right, yeah. But one hand is in. I've always, like, if I'm not sleeping, I turn over the pillow and mm. then... I find the cooler side is nicer. Yeah. So I think the same effect is going on there. And he also mentions about warm baths. Um, yeah, the warm baths. Um, say someone has a warm bath before bed. Mm. It's when your body temperature is falling, you're more likely to be able to then enjoy that sleep. Yeah. So that's where he's talking there about the difference between height and heat and cold. That coolness is important in, in the bed. Yeah. And it's not people think, oh, warm bath, I'm nice and warm and toasty in bed. It's not actually the warmth that's helping you fall asleep. It's your body dropping heat as soon as you get out of the bath. It's, yeah. that, it's that drop in temperature that actually calms you down and gets you ready for sleep. I was listening to uh, your man, Andrew Huberman, shared a Instagram reel by Kyle Gillette, who's another kind of performance guy, hormones. and He's an endocrinologist, I think, which is like the study of hormones. But he was saying that um, birth rates are much higher in the summer than in the winter because in the war in the cooler temperatures like men's testicles are supposed to be cool they're not supposed to be warm and the heated seats can actually cause fertility issues in cars that's how fucking sensitive they are to heat Fuck. and the reason that there's more births in the summer is because for our fertility increases in the winter with the coolness so people are inside they're colder but they're together so that's where they're more likely to mate and reproduce and then the babies are born in the summer wow. after that which is very interesting fascinating which is why cold showers are like suggested for fertility as well Do you remember we were talking once about some fella's sperm count and uh he was like he had very low sperm count and then all he done was uh he made sure he got enough sleep and he took cold showers and it like he quadrupled there was a third factor, I remember, Mark, but those two were there. What was it, do you remember? The third one was... It could have been eaten, right, or something. I think, yeah. Or think water was, or something. Yeah, I think it was diet. Right. Diet-related. Yeah. Or it could have been stop smoking, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Could have been. So, and the stat again, 400%, was that right? Yeah, he quadrupled his sperm count in four months. That's mad. By just the, that, getting enough sleep, cold showers, and quitting smoking. Yeah. Shane. I know Shane is here. Uh, no, we still have a few minutes, Shane, but I just have to comment that that is a hungover chump. I saw. <laughs> right, sure. So almost after the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my winter collection. Just bang over by Shane. A large pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the fashion show. Yeah, very good. Do you remember when? Actually, I did a TY fashion show. I presented it, and um, you couldn't make it. And I made an announcement that Mark Halpin uh, can't be here tonight because he does not condone the scantily clad women uh, <laughs> appearing in public. I still don't. <laughs> good to know, good to know, Mark. Um, but like we've, we've mentioned it there, um, how sleep is so deep or like the history of it is just so uh, deep. And mm. I came across this. Uh, Bible quote, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Like, that's 2,000 years ago, and that's wisdom that we still need today. Like, it's yeah. mad. And it's gone, well, not it's gone the upside, but there are a lot of people, <clears throat> particularly in America, spreading this whole fucking nonsense of, you know, stay up late, wake up early, grind, grind, grind shut up like you, know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to sleep you, yeah. so you can stay up right you can sleep 
four hours and work the rest of them and put yourself through misery and not be as productive and not get as meaningful actual proper work done or you can sleep seven or eight hours and do the work that needs to be done and feel good about it and have a good day like which would you which would you prefer mm. like you're on jocko apparently there is like genetic predispositions for people who can function on five to six hours of sleep but it's like point of a, a point of a percentage of the population uh, he probably is one like because he is do you like think he is or do you think he's in bed before the six o'clock news i don't know it's like he's married like that's mm. another aspect of it like when you're single it's e- when I was single it was easy to fucking go to bed at 8 o'clock and wake up mm. at 5 but when you're in a relationship with someone who isn't doing that you, you, something's going to suffer like you have to fucking yeah but I imagine <coughs> I don't know much about Jocko's wife but I imagine she has sacrificed a lot given his history and with the army <coughs> and stuff you know yeah. like that's that's not easy that's some burden when you leave and even he's mentioned before how she's gone to other people's funerals and this sort of thing. Jeez, yeah. It's deep. It's heavy. Yeah. Heavy going. Mm. But like <clears throat> Jocko does, he posts his watch every morning. He gets up at half four every morning. And he does like, if you actually like watch his podcasts or like his stuff, right? and like he is kind of cool, calm and collected. He is doing the mm. stuff he says he does. Yeah. So that's why I do kind of believe that he is in that percentage of people that can get by. Because okay. he has said before he sleeps five to six hours. Oh, sorry. Okay, I didn't trains, know that. <clears throat> trains three times a day, seven days a week. Gets five hours sleep. If I tried to do that, I'd be fucking miserable. Mm. I would hate my life. <clears throat> but he seems content with that. Yeah. Like, he's just a genetic fucking freak, and that's probably why he was a leader in the military. Mm. Well said. Well said. But man. for the majority of people, we we can't do that. No. You know, it's not to say that we have limitations around like that, but you just, like, you have to look after yourself and your mm. health. There, yeah, I can't fill from an empty cup. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've Huberman there. Um, view sunlight by going outside within 30 to 60 minutes of waking. Mm. Um, that must be a bit difficult for you now that you're training and it's not bright when you get up. No, no, it's yeah. not. I can't really fit that in. I do try. I was actually, I've fallen out of the habit, but I was trying to go outside for a quick 10, 15 minute walk in between sessions. But yeah, it's hard when you're working before it's bright, which is the case with a lot of people. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, do that again in the 8th afternoon prior to sunset. Mm. Um, speaking of which, and the walker party mentions how, um, oh yeah, the idea of two sleeps. Do you remember the Victorians used to... Nap? Well, like they'd sleep for four hours at night and four hours mm. in the afternoon. Yeah. And you know that slump that we associate with like with three o'clock or like after lunch mm. and we say that, oh, it's... Uh, food related but yeah. apparently it is a natural course of our gene genetics mm. that uh, because our ancestors used to sleep at that time yeah. that we feel the same slump or rhythm circadian yeah. rhythm is that what yes. they call it yeah yeah mm. I definitely know so yeah yeah um Naps are the solution there so you naps do a bit of nap? solution. I try I'm not I'm not good at it anymore really because I have uh, afternoon clients or lunchtime clients now as well because work from home so I have people in at like one two three o'clock during the day oh right so I only really have about two hours gap there right. and with that I try to do my own stuff like <clears throat> when I finish the nine o'clock class I like read <clears throat> go out and hurl and meditate oh right and then by the time I've done that like I only really have an hour so then I have to eat and stuff so mm. I can't really fit in a nap unfortunately mm. um if you wake up before the sun is out and you want to be awake, turn on artificial lights and then go outside once the sun rises. Okay. Mm. Uh, his second point is to wake up at the same time each day and go to sleep when you first start to feel sleepy. Mm. Okay. Good in practice, but like, 
everyone has commitments and stuff. But, yeah. yeah. Um, avoid caffeine within eight to ten hours of bedtime. Mm. That's an interesting one. Eight to ten. So only have a coffee around ten because they say before don't have a coffee when you wake up straight away. I don't know. Yeah. Um, four. If you have sleep disturbances, insomnia, or anxiety about sleep, try some form of self hypnosis. We actually were just mentioning in passing before that like hypnotherapy works for a lot of things. Yeah. As in we just anecdotally we know I we we both know one person and is there another one? I know, I know two others who it's worked for for smoking. Yeah. And it's just, it's worked. Like, and they don't feel the need to smoke anymore. Nice. Just through yeah. hypnosis. Yeah. I've done it. That I mind coach stuff. That was hypnosis. Yeah. That's what it was. And because I asked the, pe the people who I was talking about, uh, how does it work? And they explained the exact same thing I done. Mine was just for my own thought processes rather than actually trying to quit an addiction. Wow. But it's the exact same thing. It's about getting your body into this certain state, your mind and your body into a certain state where it's able to take stuff in a lot clearer than it would be otherwise. Wow. That's fascinating. It actually puts it, I think it's a kind of a sleep state it puts you in, but it's not exactly a sleep state. That's true, yeah. Yeah, Janie. That's mad. Mm. Um, that was actually one of the things about sleep paralysis that they were kind of saying, if you get used to sleep paralysis and if it, you can ease yourself into it mm. um, and relax, then you actually experience real strong lucid dreaming or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd want to be, you don't want to have a will of iron to, uh, to be so uh, relaxed about not being able to move your body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can tra train yourself to lucid dream, can't you? I think Tim Ferriss done it. Really? Well, yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about it. Nice and bio. Being able to fucking run around in your dreams. Genie. Um, avoid viewing bright lights, especially bright overhead lights between 10pm and 4am. Mm. That's an easy one. Yeah. Uh, limit day naps, daytime naps to less than 90 minutes or don't nap at all. Mm. If you wake up in the middle of the night, which by the way is normal to do once or so each night, but you can't fall back to sleep, consider doing an NSTR protocol when you wake up. What mark is an NSDR protocol? NSDR protocol. Hmm. Jesus, I don't know. Some sort of oh, breathing. Is it? Oh, maybe NSDR protocol. Non-sleep deep rest. Uh, you could do almost anytime, anywhere, and you could do it for free. It's simple practice, and it's exactly what it sounds like. You are not actually sleeping, but you're slowing down your thought flow and brainwave frequency, permitting your brain and body to rest deeply. Just relax, basically. Just relax. <laughs> That is a good strange. one from Andrew Huberman that isn't related to sleep is a physiological sigh. Like you just this? Right, no, so what you do is take a big inhale and then at the end of the inhale, so as long an inhale as you can, and then at the end of it, take another really sharp, really hard one, as much oxygen as you can. So big inhale, and then a long exhale. And that reduces anxiety. You do two to three of those. He suggested it for public speaking. I didn't do it myself for our live show, but I told Breed about it for our live show. She found him very good. Wow. She said she was just doing them all day and she felt really relaxed. She wasn't really nervous at all doing them. So it does work. And it's Definitely. full body. It's full body. So it's just one long inhale, followed by a really sharp, another inhale, just really filling up as much as you can once your lungs are already full. And then a long, prolonged exhale. Do three, two to three of those. It completely calms down your nervous system. Mm. When I did public speaking uh, in secondary school, I just, I didn't read it anywhere. I just instinctively did it, uh, shook my hands out. 
Yeah. And I really, really found it beneficial. Really? Yeah. Just shaking hands. Yeah. Just relaxes you, doesn't it? Yeah, because I, I suppose a lot of the tension yeah. and anxiety would have built up around the hands. Yeah. Um, definitely. I know. Just after I stopped shaking them, kind of yeah. like relieves a bit of like. Just a weird tension. one. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then he goes on to his supplements. So that. Mm, Tyranate, is that? Threonate? Threonate, yeah. Is that the one you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has that. Or uh, the bice. Biglycinate. That's her. Apigenin. Apigenin. Did you come across yeah. that one? No. No, that's not in that, but I had heard sure. it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, T9, that's the part in the green tea you mentioned. Yeah. And three, four nights per week, he also takes two grams of glycine. Glycine. And he takes 100 milligrams of GABA. 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 Yeah. GABA is a neurotransmitter. Oh, right. So that must be like a um, compound that simulates that. Uh, he says also to expect to feel really alert one hour before your natural bedtime. It's a natural occurring spike in wakefulness that sleep researchers have observed. Oh. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That could be Nitel's proof. <laughs> Nitel, yeah, yeah, Nitel yeah. You always get a big burst of energy. Ah, uh, I used to. It was... Pretty intense, all right, but now it's kind of more zen, more yeah. mellow. And I haven't mentioned that I you so have them as well. Sleep teas, I, sleep teas, yeah. I have a puka sleep tea at the moment, Ooh. the relaxed one, and yeah. it is chef's kiss. Is it gorgeous? Tastes good, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. sleep teas are good. Mm. Um, keep the room you sleep in cool and dark and layer on blankets that you can remove. Interesting, mm. drinking alcohol messes up with your sleep, mm. Mm. Uh, as do most sleep medications. They mess up with your sleep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, apparently when you take uh, sleeping pills, you don't get proper sleep. Oh, okay. You don't, you don't really achieve REM sleep or deep sleep. <sighs> That's mad. Yeah. Yeah. I liked as well about the Walker episode where he goes into, um, you know, he says about, they ask about melatonin. Yeah, yeah. And he says it's placebo, but placebo is great. Yeah, I mean, placebo yeah. works. Keep taking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't get it here. It's illegal in Ireland. Melatonin? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I used to take it in Australia. It was legal. You could just buy it in a supplement shop. Oh, right. But you can't buy it here. But surely it, it can be prescribed, though. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a prescription that's what I mean. drug. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, kids would be on melatonin, like ADHD kids and that. And that's really? what I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kids and indeed all of us have changing sleep needs over time, adjust accordingly. That's mm-hmm. the final advice uh, from Mr. Huberman. As you can tell, that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Solid uh, primer anyway on sleep. Solid advice. Yeah. So to wrap up, we don't understand sleep. We n- probably never will, yeah. but we need it. We need it, yeah. Make mm. sure to get your rest, lads. Yeah. Take your sleep. Take Everything it seriously. Uh, good app for tracking sleep is Whoop, ah. which I've been using. Right. So, uh, whoop. Do you sleep with both on, Mark? No, no. No, I, no, I'm not making fun of you there. No, no, I know, I know yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it is funny. It is funny. Like, look at me. <laughs> I didn't want to wear a boat on one wrist because I didn't know which it looked worse. Did I have something on each wrist or yeah. have two on one wrist? But then referees do it and they look professional. So podcasters can do it too, Mark. Yeah, I could never match Eddie O'Sullivan for style. <laughs> um, so my sleep last night, where do I find it? Here we go. So this is the kind of depth you're getting on your sleep with the Whoop app. Ooh, very interesting. So... Your heart rate is like highest in the first. There's a spike. Yeah. And they mentioned that before it goes up and down or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But like that's that's such a high spike. Like it goes up yeah. to 140. Yeah. What are you doing there? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fascinating. Oh, yeah. There's a whole lot of stuff here. Gives you the amount of REM. Amount you of had deep. a great night's sleep last night. 
Yeah, I got a good sleep last night. Like 7.35, that's nothing to be seen. Well done, Mark. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> um, wow, okay. And you, a respiratory rate. Do you understand much of this? Not a lot of it. I don't really look into a lot of it. But it's very deep in data. Like. Very impressive. Um, but it's good. But having something like that is good as well because it keeps you honest. Hmm. Keeps you accountable to it. There's no avoiding what kind of sleep you got last night. Yeah. So you always know. That's true. So you're like, right, I need to look at it. If I only got six, I was like, right, I have to get eight tonight. Aim for eight tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a solid yeah bar yeah mm. isn't it great when as well this breaks down the stages of sleep from awake light uh, REM and uh, SWS which is deep yeah. and uh, they say that you experience the deep sleep first of all mm. and then most of your night is made up with the light sleep but it's still important like yeah right? yeah it's gas you think like you have to glide into this sleep but no you get that instant recovery from yeah. the deep sleep yeah, yeah. Great, Mark. Well done with the woo. No, thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't invent it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Different strokes for different folks. That's great. Um, I suppose we've wrapped up sleep. We've covered uh, one of society's greatest problems. And Actually, one of the things was that we need to promote sleep. But I suppose mm. this podcast is in terms of promoting. But mm. like, it made me think, like, Janie, if I put now up a sign in my GA club, sleep seven to nine hours, well, people think, what the hell is that man smoking again now? <laughs> you know, like, it's mad. How do you say to people, lads, remember to be getting, well, I suppose, just everyday conversation. But, like, he, he is big on a billboard saying to be seven to nine hours, or say sleep, seven to nine hours. And I suppose we do have some road signs now saying tiredness kills. Yeah. And while we've no context for that, we just get that tiredness kills blast and then we continue on our journey up the, up to, up the M11. Mm. Um, I suppose that, in effect, is something small. Yeah. yeah but we all everyone like ah yeah i know that i know seven and hours yeah. yeah yeah i know that's the thing yeah yeah human beings are incredible yeah it's mm. the same with everything well, we're all like that yeah but well yeah 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 it's the same like you can say about like exercise meditation eating right yeah getting enough sleep it's all yeah i know i know i know i'll do it that's interesting that you go that way back because uh, um you pro- you haven't got to listen to it yet but we're bringing out Actually, yeah, in a few days' time, there'll be a bonus episode of my chat with Neve Fitzpatrick. Yes. And she's talking sports psychology. And, like, I I was blown. I was kind of saying, Neve, this is all so ahead of your time. And she said, I don't think it was ahead of my time. Like, when she when, when I say ahead of her time, I think of, like, the fact that she was telling 96 players to think about visualisation mm. and to put phrases like Wexford, 96, All-Ireland winners in, in little places like in their rear view mirror in the car and stuff like this and this idea of like what you see be, you become and then visualisation so it's not ahead of your time and yet not every team values sports psychology no and I think no yeah but like this is 25 years ago and yet we still because it's seen as woohoo yeah seen as um Seen as stuff we know, as yes. is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, but there's still a place for it, even though it's uh, everyday knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. Like that's it's just mental dieting, isn't it? Like it's like what you put into your body, into your stomach. You need to be aware of what you're actually putting into your mind, and like people just kind of let life happen to them rather than trying to seek out what's actually good. Like what, what am I taking in from the world? 
or how can I expose myself to more positive things and more positive thoughts? And that's again woo woo and fucking nonsense, but it's real. Like you will notice if you like give up the news and give up pornography, and your life. Watch how much better your life gets in two weeks. Like if you want to have like meaningful relationships and you want to give up porn, if you want to ha- like live a happy life, see the world more optimistically, give up the news. Mm. And take time off social media as well. Yeah, it'd be amazed the difference it makes. Just con- trying to control more of what goes in. Yeah, and how you then see what's outside because what goes in is what you see on the outside. That's very interesting, Mark. Um, I I'm kind of pulling back from social media there um, at the moment, and uh, it's just a case where, as you say, that division between internal and external, mm-hmm. like. The, the external motivation, and obviously I'd be consuming content that I, you know, all oh, Gary V stuff, <laughs> I read just Gary V videos on repeat. And, but like, it's not matching the internal motivation. I'm not putting out enough of my own uh, meaningful work to warrant, um, to, to warrant the time that I give to other people, to social media. Right. Like, in that it's not matching. The yeah. internal motivation isn't expressing itself. I'm spending too much time looking at other people. Yes. You know, yeah. so it, it, that's that's just something I'm teasing with at the moment, but uh, I don't have it figured out. But like yeah. that's, as you say, just simple things, just take your, um, get off social media and just force yourself to do it. As that, I think, how many, Joe Rogan probably says that a million times, but that's that's probably it. Yeah. It's interesting, since we're, Still winding up on sleep. Uh, I find some people's sleep routines interesting. Um, Ryan Holiday puts his phone in another room. Yeah, I've uh, seen that. His Q and A with his wife. Yeah. yeah. But did you see his wife ratted about that he does watch Instagram reads on his phone? Oh, Ryan on her phone. Yeah, yeah on her yeah. phone. Apologies. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> it was actually a very good. It's Q&A. always a holiday with that guy. Yeah, and uh, Gary V says he sleeps from twelve to seven. I know you were wondering, so just said you know I've probably listened to three podcasts where I've heard Gary V sleep schedule. I could give Gary V response to sleep because he's (laughs) electric and all, and you think that like oh he doesn't sleep at all. No, he does. He does seven hours. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think Mark, we've entered AOB. You love AOB. AOB. What else is going on in the world? Well, I have a few bits. yeah, I yeah on Gary V. Um, he did a podcast and he said about NFTs and he said if you have five hundred bucks and you're looking to buy an NFT, I'd be inclined to say don't buy an NFT because you can't buy one because they're so ridiculously expensive <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. But go to Gary's sales and uh, make it up to five thousand and then buy an NFT over six months. I thought, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to go to the Age Carbo. <laughs> <laughs> So today, Mark, at half twelve, I landed up, rocked up at the Inch Car boot, only to discover that it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> it closed at half twelve. I couldn't believe it. I looked up online and it said it opened at seven. I thought there's no way they open at seven. I'll rock up at half twelve. No, no, car park closed. What what were you going there for? Like I thought, right, I gotta see now, can I buy three things that like, okay, yeah, I can make profit on these. Right. So I am going to go back to the Inch Car boot. And did you know, when I used to go there with my dad many moons ago, the car park only cost one euro to get in. Well, with inflation now to get into the car park sale, it's two euro. Two euro. Yeah. Why was it closed? They were finished. Oh, they were finished. Ah, oh, Jesus. Sales were done. 
stock market locked up. <laughs> All of the high-vis jackets being packed away in the... The in early the... bird catches a scrap. <laughs> <laughs> this camera was the fucking place to be back in the day. They had the lasers, they had uh, pirate DVDs, they had chickens, they had jellies. I bought dolphin jellies there once that made my shite green. <laughs> Gas. I love it so much. I think it's just a distinctive part of culture or something. That, yeah. You know, people, pelicons. Pelicons. Uh, Stuff that like is on supermarket shelves and yet it's there on a on a trestle board and you're like, Jesus, I might buy that. Yeah. It, it's know? like a little shanty town, isn't it? That opens yeah. up and then closes down. <laughs> it's like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> I did some laughing when it was closed. I thought, Jesus. <laughs> That's that's great. Well, Gary V, I'll do it next week and I'll let you know how we get on. Yeah, you used to uh, be able to get phones unlocked there as well. Really? Yeah, if you rob the phone, you can bring it there and they'd unlock it. <laughs> I'm going to have to go there. So I think part of my affinity for the market is because there was this man with fishing gear, mm. fishing tackle, mm. and he used to maybe, his stock was maybe a five or less than, than shops or something. But And he was doing this for years and he was really good with Madden. We had a relationship. And then someone ratted him out for tax or something like that. <gasps> and we felt so heartbroken for him because we had this relationship. Bond with the, yeah. Bond with the man selling the fishing gear. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> there was something. Oh, sorry, you were going to say something? No, no. No? No. Um, oh, there was something else I had in the back pocket, but no, maybe it's not coming to me now. How are you getting on reading the re recapture of the rapture? Oh, I still, I, like, I was reading it while I was in isolation. I actually did that some AOB. I was in isolation as a yeah. close contact. I didn't have COVID. And then two days after I got out of isolation as a close contact, I said, I oh, you know, you don't need to do that. Oh, yeah. So they got rid of it two days I after, that. after I got out. Yeah. Well, we still but can't have dinner at nine o'clock. Still can't. No, no, Brenner, no. Brenner? <laughs> Brenner oh, is Br up. Oh, what do you mean dinner at nine? 9 p.m. 9 p.m.? Who was doing that? No, like at the moment in... Everything goes at eight o'clock, you mean. Like. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Where did this go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. Things happen in the news that when you don't watch the news, things do happen and you're like, oh, no one told me. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely find that people come in like, and you hear this? I was like, nope. <laughs> Which actually means I have great conversations because it's like, oh, yeah, I know it's terrible. It's like, no, tell me. Yeah, like, that's true, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Twin Towers are gone. <laughs> Where did they put them? <laughs> but yeah, this recapture the Rapture book is fucking heavy. Yeah, sorry, yeah. The first half, exactly. You are going to experience what I experienced because when you haven't watched news, because all yeah. of that would be no second nature to anyone who consumes news and current affairs content on a regular yeah. basis. But when it's like everything is going to the pot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Elon's going to leave us all for his sanctuary up in the sky <laughs> and we're going to be left here while the earth burns and we eat each other. <laughs> That's as far as I've gotten the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I say stick with it. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah. Anything else going on new and exciting in the world, Mark, today? Um, no, I finished that Atomic Habits book. It's very good. James Clear, yeah. Yeah, very good. I found it very useful. He's Some of the, the, the practical tools, like habit stacking, I find works. So I wanted to read more and I wanted to get back Harlan for next year. Oh, so right. he's like has this theory of habit stacking. It's like, so first of all, you have to set a time and location. So it's like, when I come home from my last class in the morning, I'll come back and lie on this couch and read for half an hour on the Kindle. And then have it, so that's the habit setting. And then after that is habit stacking and then it. So it's after I read, I will go out and hurl against the wall. 
for whatever I'm doing it for. And then like that. And that seems to have worked like it seems to be sticking. Interesting. Apart from today, I didn't do it today. <laughs> but every single day since that, then I've done it. But yeah, but you put a different schedule today. You had a 10 o'clock class. Yeah, 10 so. o'clock class. And then we had uh, running for the football. Yeah. So, but then I'll, I'll be back at it tomorrow. Yeah. If not tomorrow, definitely Monday. Mm. Because that's my schedule after the last exactly. class. I do it. So, yeah, Atomic Habits is good if you want looking to build more positive habits in your life. It'll mm. give you practical tools to do it. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm reading the High Performance Podcast book at the moment, Shane. Mm. And uh, it is deadly. Uh, I haven't finished it, but it's yeah. it's a highly recommendable. Is it? The podcast is so good. Yeah, it's basically like a synthesized version of the podcast, you know. Yeah. So it's a practical advice, like or stories. Yeah, practical. Yeah. Well, it's a mixture of both. Like you know, you're you're getting stories of like Kelly Holmes and these British icons that like have um, when they experience challenge. Mm. So like what I said there about internal and external motivation I kind of got that from the book mm. actually this leads me on to something really simple exercise I could have even done it on this sheet no um, just taking just doing a crossing a page like or four sections like, mm. yeah and uh, what I'm good at and what I like doing mm. what I'm what I don't like doing and what I'm good at what I'm bad at and I don't like doing and what I what I'm good at, but I don't like doing. You, you yeah, I get what the, you mean. Yeah, yeah. When you look then at the top right hand box and you look at that, what's in that? You're like, oh, I can do some of these things and actually enjoy my life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's a very good way to distill what we experience is what we like, and then to try and match that with regular activities that you describe with habit stacking. Maybe that uh, is possible. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Within grasp. Uh, yeah, so that's part of the book. But yeah, it's, all, it's interspersing that scientific knowledge and the academic rigour that uh, your man Damien, I think, Damien Hughes brings to the book. And then your man is Jay Humphreys, is he? Your book? Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, the, the, it's just a very easy read and I highly recommend. So I'll give it to you when I finish. Yeah. Um, I had um, Donica Holmes reached out. He wants to read that book after me, if you don't oh, mind letting it to him. Fantastic. When I post it on my story. Let's start this. Yeah, let's yeah. start the rapture. I hope Donica Holmes rediscovers God, sex, and <laughs> what's the other thing? Uh, death. Death, okay. Rethinking oh. God, sex, and death in a world that's lost its mind. Well, I do hope Donica enjoys it, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a solid episode. Hey, yeah. Jesus, you've been fantastic. Over and out. Yeah. Sleep well. Good night. <laughs>